Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. So how you doing today, Oshimaida? I'm fine. Oh. He's way he's he's up way before his uh, normal time. So what do you expect? What, what time do you usually get up? I think it was four yesterday. Depends on what time the fighting starts. Oh yeah. Well, it didn't I guess four o'clock's a good time then, huh? Yesterday. Ooh. Why do you why do you concern yourself in, in my business? Why do you concern yourself in my arguments? Well, when I get thrown in the middle of it. Well, no, my all I si- all I simply said was if you were on the podcast an hour ago to start with me and Scott, because I've been fucking sitting up here for an hour, if you were on the podcast, then maybe I wouldn't have had the opportunity to argue with Rebecca. I'm not blaming you. I'm just stating a fact. If you were here, me and Rebecca wouldn't have been fighting. I did that last night for an hour. Nothing happened. What? I got on the Zoom for an hour last night. I I don't fucking talk about it. Whatever. I don't care. So everyone's having a great morning. Mm -hmm. I was until about an hour ago, which sucks because if we were just doing the show, we'd be done now. And I wouldn't be in a bad mood, but here we are. <clears throat> Actually, I'm not even in a bad mood. Wait, you see, there is something positive coming out of this. Uh, so how cold is it up there? It's freezing. Dude, it got f- so cold here last night. I had to turn the heater on. Um, yeah. In Texas? Anyways. Oh, yeah. It was. We were down in the... How cold was it? 75? 50s. 50s. Shoot, it's it's only 64 right now. I should go put a winter coat on. That was was funny. Oh, she might have. Yeah. That was funny. I'm I'm gathering that this is going to be a very long show today. 
who saw the game last night? I saw part of it. Uh, we had a, we had a Green Bay versus um, the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals were undefeated up until last night. Uh, the game itself was was really fun to watch and all, but I think the biggest takeaways that you have to take from last night's game is the amount of injuries that happened. Before or after the game, I mean, I mean, before or during. It was it. It was all day long. Uh, yeah, it it was all day long. Probably my favorite uh, view from last night was. There you go. <laughs> So, so for those of you who are just listening, I'm showing the picture of Aaron Rodgers' head helmet being halfway ripped off of his head after he got a uh, got smashed to the ground. Uh, it, it it was a pretty violent night. Uh, we had, of course. That was brutal. That that was uh that was Jonathan Ward's hit. Um which I I texted Bob the minute that it happened last night and said, dude, his neck is broke. I I swore that kid's neck was broke. Um but in the end, uh the Green Bay Packers with uh with an interception uh, in the end zone, pulled off the win. I was not expecting it. Uh, I, I thought with Arizona having two minutes left and the ball, I thought they were going to make it all the way down the field. And they did make it all. They were on the five-yard line, and he throws an interception. Uh Still, you got to give Kyler Murray a lot of a lot of props. He he was dealing with a lot of hurt people. Aaron Rodgers was dealing with a lot of hurt people. Uh, anyways, what what was your take on the uh, on the game there, Burley? I I thought I mean I don't blame Kyler Murray for that interception. I think if you if you go back and watch the play, AJ Green didn't know what he was doing. He thought it was a run play. I mean, it, it didn't look, didn't turn around for the ball. Was completely shocked that it was intercepted. I mean, that's just miscommunication for a guy that is you know new to the team. So ultimately, I mean, I'm not surprised. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, a, a big underdog, one of the biggest he's been in his career, if not the biggest, and comes away with the victory. Didn't have Devontae Adams. Didn't have Alan Lazard. Didn't matter. I mean, really, it didn't matter. And I think it's a good sign for Green Bay as they're now 7-0 with Aaron Rodgers and not Devontae Adams. So when Devontae Adams doesn't play, uh, Aaron Rodgers is 7-0. And that's a really good sign because if you look at the Packers, 
you know, I, I, yesterday I was saying that they're the third best team in the division or in the conference, in the NFC. Well, they beat Arizona, who I had the second best. So I think just as I had them preseason, they are the Bucks' number one contender. I think, I, I think it's inevitable. And J.J. Watt going down for the Cardinals, I just want to say this. That's more, that's more of a locker room thing than it is an on-field thing. I think J.J. Watt is in there as a captain, not so much um, his play style on the field. He's just not as dominant as he used to be. Uh, okay. Oshimaida, from what you saw of the game last night, what did you think? I personally didn't think it was very entertaining at all. I mean, I don't think either quarterback looked particularly well. A lot of passes that were just not thrown properly. But ultimately, like Ryan said, A.J. Green turns around. We're talking about a different result. I thought Green Bay's defense actually did play very well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I I did see this morning that the Arizona Cardinals put a a press release out about Jonathan Ward. He is uh he is still in the hospital. Uh, he has. Full function of his body's all extremities. Uh, he is still in there with a neck injury, so we don't know if it's. I mean, the this could be kind of like what you went through, Bob, with uh, with your with your vertebrae kind of fracturing and needing to be fused. We don't know what's going to happen yet. Um, but honestly, that was one of the most brutal hits that I've I've seen in a long time. And of course, the first thing that happens is what? We get everyone on television talking that we need to get rid of kickoffs in football. They have uh, become pretty pointless. I, I, I'm didn't didn't we have like a big stint of talking about this about five years ago? And then it kind of went on the lull as COVID became big, and and now we're looking at at people getting getting hurt again. Now, I I've always had this this thought that <clears throat> football is a gladiator sport. You need to be tough. You can't you can't break a fingernail and have to be carted off the field. But I do agree with this with this kickoff thing while it's exciting when somebody goes and gets a 99 yard run it's it's one person with an entire team of 11 coming at you and you know who that person is so all you have to do is get away from a defender you know who's catching that ball all you had it's i think it's just i think it's an outdated rule uh most most kickers are now kicking it through the the end zone anyways just just start on the 20 um i don't like them starting on the 25 just start well, on the 20 look what college has come down to you can you can fair catch a kickoff at the 15 yard line and get the ball to 20 yeah i mean what's the point yeah I, the, 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 the 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 receiving team 
blockers can't do anything because if they do, they either get called for a block in the back or a hold. Do, wouldn't this end up saving money? I mean, you'd keep the punt return, but getting rid of the because because the punt return that the defense is doesn't have as much room to get momentum up to really do damage. Um, people can still get hurt, but man, people people can get hurt in a football game no matter what. But I, I just I, I think it's <coughs> I think it's a part of football that that as we have seen the bodies mature, we just don't need to put them through that. What do you think, Burley? It's too early. I think I think it's a. I think the kickoff is stupid. I mean, you're right. You gotta, you've got eleven guys running full speed towards one dude, and I mean, how many times do we even see the 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 kickoff return for a touchdown? It seems like it's it's more injuries than nothing. It's more touchbacks than nothing. It seems like it just wastes time on the field. I do agree that the punt should stay. The punt is is completely different because the punt is a that's a strategic play. That is something that is it that that is. I mean, you're talking about third down versus fourth down. If you get rid of the punt, what you, what exactly are we doing on fourth down? So, I think it's a very strategic play. I like the punt. I think. I think that's very inconsistent when it comes to you. You get a whole mix of things. You've got touchbacks. You can pin them. You can pin them back deep inside the five. You could have a shanked punt. You could. It, it alters field position in, in the game. The kickoff does not alter field position. Rarely. I mean, a few times you might see someone slip and fall and or, and have a bad return. They only bring it out to the ten. And that's bad field position. But, I mean, ultimately, the punt is strategic. You you need to have a good punter. You need to have a good special teams. For for a kickoff unit, you just have to – I could go out there and kick the ball and then have, have my teammates run after the – run after the ball carrier. I mean, it's just – I agree. I think it's stupid. But I also don't like everyone just starting at the 20. I think that they can implement something – along the the way whether it, it's affected by the pat whether you you kick the field goal you get one point the other team starts at the 25 or if you were to go for two and successfully get it then they start at the 20 and if you don't get the two-point conversion they start at the 30 maybe it's too confusing maybe they should just send them out there every trip at the 20 yard line but then I also feel like we're missing out on the potential 99-yard drives, but then again, we could get those 95, 99-yard drives off of a punt. Well, how about how about you start the game with a kickoff? You start the second half with a kickoff. That way you've got two opportunities. Each team's got an opportunity to get that 99-yard run. But the rest of the time, it it just automatically starts on the twenty. And and I say that I I like the idea of differentiating, like say you go for the two two point conversion, and you get it. You you then the next time will start on the twenty five. 
instead. You start on the 20 if you just score and all that. If you've had to punt, you have to start on the 15. You know, make make some sort of punishment. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not. Is there a way to keep the kickoff and just change, like, the – the format of it, like instead of having everyone run full speed for 60 yards, could we kick the ball off and have the defenseman already down at the other side of the field? So say the kicker kicks the ball from, from one side of the field, but everyone else, including the, the gunners, including the return men, the defenseman, ever the blockers, everybody is at say the 30 yard line, and then the ball is received in the end zone, they could either fair catch or try to break free through the mess. But ultimately, I think that's just going to result in a, a ton of fair catches. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. They're going to have to figure out a way to, to do this without convoluting the, without confusing the fan. And, and, uh, uh, we already go through enough confusion in the beginning of the season with all of the rules changes that they have. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, what, what would your answer be? Oshimaida? I would just get rid of it altogether. I think doing all kinds of different things, is just going to be, no one's going to understand it. Start at 25 and be done with it. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Ladies and gentlemen, let me share this. We are in week eight. Week eight, ladies and gentlemen, of the NFL season. First game's done. We are looking at the schedule, and we're just going to go from top to bottom. What are our predicaments for this weekend's games? Bengals versus the Jets at the Jets. See, this is one. Um, this is this is a this is a tricky one. All I can think about is when the Browns lost to New York last year, and they were the the, the Jets' only win came against Cleveland. So. I know the Browns are better than the Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals do win this game, but I think this one's actually close. I think this one shocks some people. And I think this is the week that the Bengals start to come down to earth and they might pull one out against the New York Jets, but I think it's a close one only to get rolled next week by Cleveland. Okay. Oshimaida, what are your thoughts? Uh, the Bengals are going to win this game by three touchdowns at least. Ooh, 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 ooh. Number one, when the Browns lost to the Jets last year, they did not have one single wide receiver that was on their roster before that game unless they were on the practice squad. And the Jets are awful. They don't even – who's their quarterback? Joe Flacco? Big Joe. It's not – no. This – we talked about this on on Sunday, I think, Scott. 
This is one of the worst NFL schedules I've ever seen in a week. But we were actually talking about last week's schedule, not this week's. It was bad last week, too. No, I think we were talking about this week, but either anyway. Oh. All right. Uh, I, I am I am kind of with Oshi Maida. I think the Bengals are going to pull off a win. Uh, but I, three touchdowns is a little bit much. I think it's going to be more like one touchdown. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the Colts. Oshi Maida? Uh... I'm going to pick the Titans, but I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think because the Colts defense may be able to keep Derrick Henry under a hundred yards. And if you can do that, that's how you beat the Titans. If you put the ball, you make Ryan Tannehill beat you. It's not always going to work out. There you go. All right, Burley. I'm going to go with Colts here. I think I, I see. I picked the Colts to win this division. I don't know that they still win the division. Uh, I think Tennessee's in, in a really comfortable spot right now to win the division, but I'm going to take the Colts here at home. They're the more hungrier team. I mean, they, they need this win more than the Titans do. The Titans, I, I mean, they're, sure, they're, they're, they're pumped up for this game, division game. They, they want to beat the Colts, sure, but I, I liked what I saw with Wentz last week. Carson Wentz last week against Seattle looked like I mean, he just looked the best that he's looked since, you know, his MVP season with, with Philly when he was looking to win MVP. I just think, I just think though, the Colts win this one at home. Like I said, hungrier team coming off that, that win again in prime time against uh, Seattle. I like the Colts here at home. Uh, I'm so torn on this game. Um, but I think Derrick Henry plows through and and the Titans pull it off. Uh, it, it, I think that this game's going to be kind of like the game last night where it's going to come down to what injuries happen on the field. Both the Titans and the Colts have defenses that are very physical. Uh, and I just, after seeing what's happened throughout the season, I think this is going to be a game where where people are going to get hurt. So it's going to come down to who gets hurt and who doesn't. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the Titans, and I'll say that they'll win by three. Rams versus Texans. Um, I think this is the first game that I've seen that does remind me that Oshimaida and I talked about this last week because I said, why, why, there's nothing to watch here, guys. It's, uh, Texans have no quarterback. <laughs> yeah, oh, this one's lame. This one, this one's lame. This one is, is lame. The Rams, uh, they should win by a million. I think we're all in agreement on that. Are we? Oshimaida? Yeah, there's really nothing to talk about in this game. Let's go to the... The the Texans might get a field goal. I'm going to start with you, Oshimaida. Steelers versus the Browns. At home. Well, this is a a season-determinating game for the Browns, I believe. If you lose to this Steelers team at home, one game out of the division lead... And then you'll drop to last place if you lose. 
I think it's season altering for the Browns. I think they're going to win just because I think they're that much better than Pittsburgh. Man, but it's going to be close. Burley? Well, Baker Mayfield is going to play Sunday. Um, the thing is, I need the whole, I need the whole line healthy. I need Conklin in. Uh, Wills should play. But I need Jack Conklin in the game because I, I, I'm having I'm having two problems. Okay, one I have I do think the Browns win this game, but I'm having a problem being so sure. the The chip on Ben Roethlisberger's shoulder, I think, the only reason he came back this season is to beat the Browns. Yeah. I truthfully think that there is no shot that they win the Super Bowl. There is no shot that they win the division and they're probably not even going to be a playoff team. And he knows that he knew it last year when his center decided that he was going to retire. Ben's okay. got a chip on his shoulder. I think he really wants to beat Cleveland. I think he really wants to avenge his loss. I mean, if he would have retired last year, his last game would have been against the Browns losing in the playoffs. So he's got a chip on his shoulder. TJ Watt, I think he's going to be in the backfield quite a quite a bit. But the reason I'll take the Browns is because I think Miles Garrett's going to be in the backfield more. And I think the Browns defensive front seven uh, this week and next week is just going to dominate and the Browns are going to go put together a nice little three-game win streak. I'm previewing next week. There's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it until the game is over. Next week, the Browns are going to roll Cincinnati. I know I'm, I know I'm, I know I'm just looking ahead, but I'm telling you, they're going to roll Cincinnati in Cincinnati. This game against Pittsburgh, though, a little closer. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the injury list here. <laughs> uh Denzel Ward did not participate in practice, which is telling me that he will not be playing. Donovan Peoples, Donovan Peoples Jones did not practice this week. Uh, and to, to JC Treader did not practice. Uh, who else did not practice? Jadavian Clowney did not practice. Um, Jack Conklin limited practice, which is good. Uh, Wills, we've seen him on the field last week, so I I think he's back to 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 being good. Um, we still have the issue with our quarterback having a torn labrum. Uh, we, we won't know what Baker Mayfield's going to be until he gets onto the field. Uh, we were, you know, they, they didn't show him practicing at all in any of the, the videos that were, were out there. Uh, and he was limited in practice. He, he was not at full strength. So we'll see what happens. I, I have full faith in, in, our backup quarterback. Um, I'm not saying that he's better than Baker. I think he's just as good as Baker. Uh, with that said, this game's going to be extremely tough. I have, I 
I have said this many a times and, and had a lot of people disagree with me, but there's probably four or five teams in the National Football League that are allowed to be ultra-physical with the teams that they're playing against. And the Steelers are one of those. You got the Steelers, you got the Ravens, the, the, you've got the Eagles. These are teams that, for some reason, referees just kind of accidentally don't see people getting hit really, really freaking hard. Uh, so I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Baker. If Baker ends up on his back, he's he's not going to be able to continue playing. Uh, so I think that this is a chance for the Browns to win, but I'm, I'm not picking either team. I, I, I don't like the way that Pittsburgh's defense plays. I think they play dirty. Uh, they've played dirty football since the eighties and it's just never changed. So I, I I can't I can't pick a win or lose in this one. Eagles versus the Lions, another game that wow I'm shocked. Should be really really. Can I can I say fabulous. something real quick about the Brown Steelers? Can I sure. can I finish? Can I say one more thing? Sure. <clears throat> I think that Baker has to play this weekend against Pittsburgh because, and I think he's I, I think he's going to I don't want to say lie, but maybe. Maybe he's maybe he's telling everyone he's he feels better than than he does. And I think the reason is because of Baker Mayfield, and he's no dummy. I think if Baker Mayfield watches Case Keenum go out and beat the Steelers this Sunday, mm-hmm. and then the Browns try to bring Baker back the following week against Joe Burrow and the Bengals on yes. the road, mm-hmm. that is a uh it's a very, very high-pressure situation for Baker Mayfield to be in. You got Case Keenum over there on the sideline on a two-game winning streak after you were on a two-game losing streak. They beat the Steelers, and now you got to go beat the Bengals. If he loses that game to the Bengals, I mean, there's just – I feel like the whole city's out on Baker. So that's why I think that it's just inevitable that he plays the Sunday and does not give Case Keenum a chance to do that. So it's – more important for Baker to get a win than to protect his health. I mean, if I were the Browns at this point in time, you're you're a 50-50 team right now, and you have a bunch of injuries. it might be time for Baker to go take care of that surgery and come back next year and rock and roll. Because the only thing that will fix a torn labrum is surgery. It's that or he risks doing even more damage. Well, I think that's the key. I think if the doctors are saying, look, it can't get any worse, that's one thing. But if they're saying you're taking a chance that it could get worse, and that's totally different. And we're not going to know that. We don't. They're not going to tell us that. 
unless he ends up out for the season, we're never going to know what they are actually saying behind closed doors, nor should we know. Because if we know, the, 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 the opposing teams know. Well, you know, not just that. I, I, I don't care if you're if you're a player. You you should have a right to to some sort of privacy. Right. I, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, it's it's kind of like the Josh Gordon situation. I I really hated the fact that 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 they put out there what he did. You know, just say he's suspended. Don't give us a reason, please, because he's due a right of privacy as well. But I, I don't know. I, I'm like I said, the Steelers, the Steelers defense plays dirty, and I'm extremely worried about Baker getting hurt. I mean, does anyone disagree with that statement? I worry about Baker getting hurt every week. I'm more, I'm more, I'm really worried about T.J. Watt being in the backfield this weekend. I, I really am. Well. It's a, yeah, it, it, it's going to be, it, it, we'll see what happens. Anyways, let, let's move on to the, to the Eagles versus the Lions, which is in my mind, the best game of the weekend. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if you're being, I don't know if you're being a smart ass, but I'm, I, I mean, thank you. I really think that this is a, I think this is a really good game. I, it, I mean, it's the same time as the uh, Brown Steelers game, but Hey, listen, I mean, th- this, this is worth the DVR. This is at least, this is a, at least worth watching the highlights on YouTube or something like that. But I mean, I'm going to record this because I really do want to watch this game. But this, this game is the game that I get to watch down here because i i live in nfc land um and i'm actually really looking forward to this because now we get to see our 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 glory boy quarterback go up against a mediocre team so we can actually see if 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 he's if he if he's worth the money that they they paid for him, uh, the Eagles are not that good right now. I I I almost think that this is going to be the first win for the Lions. Uh, I would I would tend to I think the Lions will probably get their first win if it doesn't end up in a six six tie. <laughs> I thought you would have gone for like nine. <laughs> maybe, maybe five to five. A couple safeties. I have no idea why you guys think this is going to be a good game. This just has snooze written all over it. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Who, who do you think is going to win, Burley? I, I, don't, I don't know who's going to win. I just said I really want to watch the game. I think that this could be the Lions' first win. Um, I'll pick the Lions here on the show. But I'm just really looking forward to seeing this game because I really just for my own personal, you know, for my mental health, because I thought the Eagles were going to compete for the NFC East. And if they drop two to two and six, I mean, I'm just going to be dead wrong on that. So I, I really think the Lions can get their first win here. 
They've been playing teams close. They're own seven. They're at home. The Eagles have been spiraling. I mean, their head coach is talking nonsense in, in, in press conferences. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He's oh, talking about oh, roots that was, in the ground. That was it. That was it. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. The, the press conference that he had last week, Oshi Maida, does that not remind you of Pat Shermer? <laughs> the old the, the Pat Shermer um, interview, interviews at the end of the game. Oh, my gosh. They, I, I just I was dying laughing when I watched it. Um, anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off, Burley, but you, you, you spiked something in my head, and I was like, hey, it's Pat Shermer. Um, I mean, no, that I, that's that's all I got to say. I mean, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look to watch this game. Um, I'm not gonna root for anybody. It's if the Eagles win, the Eagles win. Lions win, Lions win. I just think that this is. I mean, these are two bad teams that. Are, are, are trying to become good. So, I mean, it should be a really good football game. If you're a football fan, uh, I, I mean, a nerd like me, this should be uh, this should be a good one to watch. Here, here, Oshimaida, this is, this is why I think this game is going to turn out to be a good game. Uh, both of these teams have to win this week. That, there's just no way around it. Whichever team loses this week, the football community will lose confidence in that team. Now, they've already lost confidence in the Lions, but the Lions have to pull this out or they're looking for a new head coach next year again. There's just, I mean, when when you get the fourth most expensive quarterback in the league on your team, you have to start seeing results. So uh, I think it's I think that this is a a gonna be a dog fight between these two teams just to stay above the water, and that's why I think it's gonna be fun. With that, we have San Francisco at Chicago. Uh, San Francisco, God, what am I gonna do with San Francisco? I pegged them to be a heck of a lot better than this. Uh, and I thought the Bears were going to be better this year, so I'm, all of my picks are sucking. I don't know. What do you think, Burley? This game, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, San Francisco is supposed to be good. I mean, they're banged up. They can't figure out their quarterback. I don't even know if they have the right one. They've got two in the in the room. They use both of them. I don't even know if one of them is 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 the next guy. Trey Lance could be, but I mean it's hard to tell. This really really hasn't been on the field much. Uh, the 49ers are, are just losing games that they should not be losing. They're they're supposed to be uh, supposed to be one of the best teams in the NFC, and they're just not. So I had them winning that division also, and they're just not going to do it. Chicago. They stink, and Justin Fields is coming off his worst loss as a starter in his in, in his whole career. So, I think the Bears have a little fire under them. They're at home. I think this is going to be a low scoring game, but I do think the 49ers pick up the win. Bushimida, I'm going to take the Bears. The, the 49ers defense is not what everybody thought it was going to be, and I know they've had some injuries and things. And last year, they, they were just decimated. They, they can't seem to stay healthy. 
Trey Lance isn't healthy. That's why he's not playing. And I just think the Bears are a more solid team with their defense to be able to stop the 49ers. But I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game either. I'm uh, I'm going to actually take the Bears on this. Uh, the The turmoil in... <laughs> The turmoil in San Francisco is is the head office's fault. They should have never tried to push two quarterbacks in a season. It never freaking works. You can't train a team for two different quarterbacks. It just doesn't work. It's never worked. Uh, just ask Drew Bledsoe and Steve, or Drew Bledsoe and and uh, uh, Tom Brady. I mean, they tried that for a half a year. Bledsoe and Brady at the same time. After Bledsoe came back, what ended up happening? Bledsoe was cut at the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't work. I think Chicago's going to pull this off. Panthers and the Falcons. I'm going to pick the Falcons. I think the Falcons are getting better and better and better every week. I know they win a lot of ugly games, and the Panthers are just awful. And I think the Falcons are going to pull this one off by at least a touchdown. Okay. Burley? Yeah, I I think the Falcons Falcons are going to pick up a couple of wins. If you look at their schedule, I mean, it's very doable. I mean, you're talking about a team with Matt Ryan and – Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. I mean, they got weapons. They have weapons all over the field. So the offense is high-powered. It should be able to compete with Carolina's defense. Give me the Falcons as well. And I think the Falcons rattle off a few wins in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I think the Falcons will pull this off with no problem. Uh, Bills versus the Dolphins. Uh, do we really need to talk about that? No, 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 no. Hold on. What hold, about, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on what? What a, I, I mean, are you a Tua fan? No, I, I think now I've been paying attention to what's going on with the weather on the East Coast this weekend, and it's not going to be pretty. I think the right. Bills will win, but I have a feeling this game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Because they're talking about snow, aren't they? It's a nor'easter, which is going to bring a ton of rain at least. Okay. I'm not sure in northern part of New York, but I know on the on the coasts, and it's going to wrap around. So unless it's out of there by Sunday, which is possible, I still think Miami's going to give Buffalo all they want. Burley? I mean, Buffalo's going to destroy Miami. They should at least. Miami's looking for a new quarterback. Miami's team is just... I mean, it stinks too because last year I said this is a team that's coming on. Uh, they're they're on the up and up. I mean, they 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 really are on the up and up. Actually, I said this two years ago when everyone said they were tanking for Tua, and then they ended up with the five, the number five draft pick. And I said, well, yeah, that's because they're not the worst team in the league, and they're not tanking for Tua. They actually have a good roster. I can't really say it anymore. I mean, they, they really need a new quarterback in there. I'm not saying two is done in the league. I think he, he deserves another opportunity somewhere else. But, I mean, he's playing behind one of the most he, – he's playing behind one of the most brutal offensive lines in the league. 
He's got no running game. I mean, the guy's putting up similar numbers to Baker Mayfield in this first year. But, again, he doesn't have a running game. He doesn't have an offensive line to protect him. Already doesn't have the strongest arm. So, I mean, he's really just not – he's not working with very very good tools over there in Miami. So, I think that the Bills are just going to roll this one. And I I can't believe I I spoke about this for a minute. But, yeah, Bills. (laughs) Jaguars versus the Seahawks. Hey, can I say one more thing about the Dolphins Bills game, real quick? Yeah, buddy. They, they can you uh, can you can you slow down a little bit over there? Get they, your gerbil on the get your gerbil on the wheel. They shouldn't have been tanking for two. They should have blown it for Burrow. <laughs> All right, Jaguar. I didn't laugh, by the way. Seahawks. Good God. What was anyone expecting the Seahawks to be this bad this year? Their defense going yes. awful. Yes, I said this was I said this is one of the worst teams in the NFC with Russell Wilson or without Russell Wilson. The offensive line stinks. There's no running game. I mean, sure, Lockett and DK Metcalf, but that's about it. The defense is horrendous. They that it just atrocious. They they, they, they paid so much money for Jamal Adams, but, I mean, you only do that when you're, you know, a team like... Jamal Adams? But Jamal Adams can do anything. I get it, but he doesn't fit well with Seattle. He doesn't fit well with Seattle. I think he's one of the best defensive players in the league. But he's one guy playing with 10 other scrubs. The defense stinks, and I think they're wasting Jamal Adams' talent. You just... A team like L.A. with Aaron Donald in a really good defense and a really good offense who can afford to go out and pay Jalen Ramsey, that makes sense. But for, for, for Seattle to say, I mean, they, they, I, I, it's almost like they were trying to, like, reincarnate the Legion of Boom or something like that. But the only problem is you need four to five guys to do that, not just one. That's, so I, but- I think the Jags actually pick up their first win on the road folding Seattle Seahawks. I I have I have said this for about the past three sorry, years. Sorry, second one. Sorry, sorry. Second one for Jacksonville. I have said this for the past probably three, four years. Pete Carroll, the minute that he got rid of Richard Sherman and broke up the Legion of Boom, that was the downfall for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they they're paying a huge amount of money for Russell Wilson, which congrats to him. But when your salary caps only $180 million, you're in trouble. You're in trouble when your quarterback is getting paid that much. And we've seen it throughout the years. Yeah. They got rid of Richard Sherman. One of the best defensive players in, in, in football. That just uh, they have bad management, and the Seahawks are going to end up losing this weekend. Mister Oshimaida, uh, give me Jacksonville. I think they're going to get the win. I know it's at Seattle, but I don't think that's as relevant as it used to be. No, it's not. Ever since ever since the kingdom went away, it's. I mean, the kingdom used to be the loudest stadium in in the world. Now they've got an open air stadium. 
You can scream all you want, people. You're not that loud. Washington versus the Broncos. <laughs> I take the Washington football team here. I, I think the Broncos, I mean, they are the they're the worst team in the AFC West, and they're gonna start showing it here. They're gonna drop to three and five, and the Washington football team is gonna move to three and five. They need to make up some ground if they're going to try to compete for you know some sort of a playoff spot. Oh, she might have. Yeah, give me Washington. I after watching Den- Denver against Cleveland last Thursday, they just bring nothing to the table. Uh, I'm right there with you. Buccaneers versus the Saints. Bucks doesn't matter. Uh, you you have no faith in Jameis Winston? No, not against Tampa Bay. Not against Tom Brady. It isn't even Tampa Bay. It's just Tom Brady. I mean. I don't think I don't think I'll ever go against him again. <laughs> How many units did you lose? None. <laughs> Excuse me. There's actually there's actually six units pending on the Bucks already uh, through uh, layaway parlays. So, Mister Oshimaida. Uh, 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 uh. I am going to take Tampa Bay in a very close game. I am going to take the Saints. They are playing in New Orleans. Uh, I I don't know. Something in my head is telling me that Tom's just going to flub this weekend. And uh, the Saints will Never pull off a win. It. Saints will pull off a win by three. Three. That's it. Cowboys versus the Vikings. Oshi. I, I, I'll speak first. I, I'll take the purple team before anyone else does. Damn it. I knew I should have just started. <laughs> Oshi Mida, what do you say? I like the Vikings. I think they're playing better. I don't know if Dak Prescott's totally healthy. I, he's going to play. I know they're saying, oh, well, we don't know yet. He's going to play. He's playing. But I, I'm taking Minnesota on this one. I am uh, I am the purple people eater myself. Uh, the Vikings are playing a lot better, and they are coming off of injury where the Cowboys are starting to slide into injury. Ezekiel Elliott cannot run the freaking football for anything, so I am going with the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants versus Kansas City. This is actually an interesting game as well. I know that, that the Giants are a sucky team and all, but Kansas City is on such a huge downward spiral right now. I, I I almost think that that Patrick Mahomes confidence is totally gone. Uh if if that is the case, the Giants can pull off this win. But it is Andy Reid coaching. So in the end, I, I think I have to go with Kansas City. Uh, but, man, would I love to see New York 
New York win that game. Uh, Burley. Uh, this is Kansas City's bounce back right here at home, prime time. I mean, Chiefs are going to win the game. That's all I'm going to say about it. I, I've, I've exhausted myself over the last three to four weeks talking about the Kansas City Chiefs on the Burley Gunner show here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. But I think they'll win here again. I, 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 I just I don't know about the Chiefs. I, I can't I can't figure out if they're a fraud. I can't figure out if the league's figured them out. I can't figure out if Patrick Mahomes isn't as good as we thought. I can't figure out if Patrick Mahomes got his bag and, and, and said, forget it. I can't figure it out. I can't piece it together. I know the defense is getting worse and worse every single year, but they were just in the Super Bowl last year. So it, it's really hard to go against um, Patrick Mahomes, especially against the Giants. They're playing at home. I'll take the Chiefs, but – I mean, I'm really not high on the Chiefs as I was at the beginning of the season. Oshi Maida? Yeah, I kind of am on the same page as that. I I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I'm going to tell you what, if they don't, I won't be surprised. Their offensive line is awful. They paid so much money for Orlando Brown, and he's doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And their defense is so bad. All right. Uh, Raiders and the Ravens have a bye week this week. So those fans that are interested in either of those two sucky ass teams can sit back and watch the Cleveland Browns instead. Uh, Major League Baseball. We are going in. Actually, tonight is game three. Astros versus the Atlanta Braves. Uh this has actually been fun to watch, and I hate both these teams. So it's been fun to watch. Uh, anyone have any prediction? I mean, I, I know that we've done our predictions on where where the World Series is going to go. Um, I picked the Atlanta Braves to win against the Astros. Uh what did you say, Burley? I don't remember. I thought the Astros were going to win the series. Um, but I do think the Braves win tonight. I think the Braves win game three. I just think the Astros have so much to prove. They're trying so hard to, to, to write, you know, a good ending to the story and show everyone that we didn't need to cheat. We're still good. We, but everyone's just going to ask, why did you? And I'm still asking, are you still? Because I don't know, man. I Jose Altuve walked up um, against the Boston Red Sox down by a run in the eighth inning in a game that they couldn't get any offense. And before Joe Buck could even open his mouth, he was tattooing a ball over the monster, almost like he knew what pitch was coming. Uh. <laughs> I mean, maybe the guy is just a really, a really good hitter. Uh, but, you know, I, I just I don't want the Astros to win the World Series. I'm definitely rooting for the Braves, but I think the Astros do pull it out. I do think the Braves go up two to one tonight, though. Um, OK. Uh, Oshimaida. No, I like the Braves in the series. I think the Braves are going to win tonight. I think they'll take two out of three at home. 
and then finish it off in Houston. The uh, the trash cans in Atlanta are bolted down, so we don't have to worry. That's right. about... They they use other devices now. They don't use the trash cans now. They use other things. Yeah, I I, I heard about the whistling thing. That was that was something that that was coming up. Um, uh, I I heard that Altuve has a neural net from Elon Musk that he's trying out so that he can uh, uh, just telepathically know what what pitch is coming. I have the Atlanta Braves winning the series. I think they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to win tomorrow. Uh, they're going to win the next two games after after this. It's the, it's going to be Atlanta. I may be wrong. I was wrong about the Red Sox. I admit to that. Um, but I cannot, I just cannot root for a team that cheated and didn't get punished. I just, I can't. Let me, let, let me ask you this. And maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm just a bitter Indians fan. Maybe I'm just bitter from 2016, but I still have a problem with the format of the World Series. You And I'm not defending Houston by any means, but you're talking about home field advantage. Keyword, advantage. Mm -hmm. Yet the games three, four, and five are all played on the road for that team that's supposed to have the advantage. So essentially what you're saying, the way I look at it is with the format being 2-3-2, two, two, being two games in Houston, three games in Atlanta, and then two games in Houston. And again, maybe I'm just a bitter Cleveland fan from 2016, but you're talking about the Astros have so much pressure on them in those games. So much. There is so much pressure on the team with home field advantage because you essentially need to win both of your games at home because you do not want to split and then go back to Atlanta with, for three straight games, Houston might not get a chance to go back to Houston. I mean, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not defending the Astros. I'm, I, I'd be saying this for anybody. I'd be saying this if the Braves were in home field advantage, but I mean, you, you earn the right to get home field advantage. I know it didn't used to be like this. You, it, it was always the all-star game determined it, so it made a little bit more sense. But the Astros this year earned the right to host the wild card or to host the World Series. They earned it. So you're looking at Houston saying, all right, you, you better win these first two games. And all Atlanta's saying is, we don't need to win two. We just need one. We just need one of these games. Because now what you're saying is if Atlanta wins one game back at home, just one, Houston still has to win both games in six and seven at home. I mean, it's just put your the, – the games being one and two and six and seven, those are your home games. Those are the most pressure-filled games. The first game in game seven especially, I mean – I don't know. What are you guys' opinion? I think the format should be 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Oh, she might have. Well, it used to be 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, one, one for years and years and years, but then, then the freaking World Series took two and a half weeks because you'd have an off game, 
an off day just in between just about every single game. And the fact is, you got two games at home, win them. If you win your two games at home, then all you got to basically do is win one of the next three, and then you get to come home for the next two. All right. Um, but I my, understand the point. My answer is a little bit different because I I agree with you, Burley. But my answer has always been uh, to do the World Series like they do the Super Bowl. Pick a city, play in the same city every time. All of the ticket proceeds go to each team that is in the World Series. So, and it would be split up between between uh, whoever wins would get say say four four games tickets and the losing team would get three games ticket sales this way and and you could actually like in my mind i was sitting there going you know what they could do this and rotate through every city that has a baseball team so so a city like let's say cleveland is hosting was hosting the world series this year all of those cleveland businesses would be getting those dollars the cities that they are in or the cities that are in the world series are making the money off of the ticket sales so it's a win-win for everyone and that way as well you'll have some teams like pittsburgh that or or the orioles that will never ever make a world series again because they have bad ownership their local fans can actually still go and buy a ticket to a world series and see it locally so that's that's what they okay so do you think that they would if they did it at neutral fields like that my first thought would be a city like baltimore or pittsburgh wouldn't be an option just because of the weather if they if they have this idea what they take advantage and what if they made it into the world series Uh, you're gonna gonna play i get it i get it i understand and i understand it's baseball and once you get to october a lot of these a lot of these cities are cold weather cities but what i what i'm saying is these teams if the MLB said, okay, we're going to do a neutral, we're going to do neutral, like the NFL, that the NFL does warm cities. They do, you know, they did New York once, but I did, that was just a special occasion. The, um, what I'm getting at is in the city, if they were to do this, I think they would take advantage of having the world series be in LA, having the world series be in Atlanta, having the world series be in Houston, you know, having having those types of venues as opposed to sending the teams to Pittsburgh or Baltimore where there's not a lot of hotels, and not as big of a city, not as much to do for the spectators that are going to be traveling. But I do see what you're saying, and it's it's definitely a baseball thing. 
because it is October and it is the World Series. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be for the pitchers. It's not supposed to be for the home run hitters. And that's why the Yankees are never in the World Series anymore. But the I just think that they would take advantage if they were to neutralize the World Series to a specific stadium. I think we'd start to see a trend like the World Series or like the Super Bowl, like WrestleMania, like all these big venues. They're held in warm cities, big cities with a lot of space to, to, to have everyone sleep in a hotel and a lot of options for food. And it's just a big, big, uh, a big city, really. I, I, I understand what you're saying. And from a business standpoint, I, that makes sense. From a fan standpoint, it doesn't. Baseball's in. Well, okay. Well, my, well, think about what you just said. Who does the MLB care about the money or the fans i think i think right now major league baseball is in enough trouble to understand that they need their fan base uh the the putting a man on second uh all of the stupid rules that you are seeing rolled back next year because they upset the fans. You know what? You can have as much corporate sponsorship as you want. If nobody comes to your stadium, you're not making any money. So I I think that, that at this point in time, if they were to do something like this now, it would be more based towards the fan. And I think I think it's only fair or I, I think that your owners are going to mandate that it it goes to different cities. It, it can't be stuck in warm weather cities. It can't be stuck it. So sure, sure, sure. We'll go to we'll go to Baltimore and then we'll go to L.A. And then we'll go to Pittsburgh and then we'll go to Atlanta. And then we'll go to Cincinnati and and then we'll go to uh, 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 Houston. I get what you're saying, but the, isn't this kind of don't they don't you think that this is what they this is what the all star game is for? They bounce it around to, you know, it was in Kansas City. It was in Cleveland. It was in Cincinnati. They're, they're going to, you know, the smaller markets for, for the all star game, maybe maybe just keep the, you know, the seven game world series, you know, in in a warmer city. I'm just saying, if you're going to change it, why not take advantage of having nice weather? Well, because that's not baseball. Well, it's not football. It's not football either, but we have the Super Bowl in California or Florida every year. Uh, I think, Baseball, though, ending in October gives you more of an opportunity to still hit these northern cities. Uh, we saw with the All-Star, what we saw with the All-Star game in Cleveland, we saw with the World Series in Cleveland, what what that does for a city. I, I just I I don't think that the owners would sit down and agree to playing the World Series just in southern states. What do you think, Oshimaida? Well, I'm totally fine with the format that they have now, but 
if you're gonna do that, then you cut the season back to 144 games. So the World Series is played in September when even the colder cities still have nice weather. And we why have. Do need, why do you need 162 games? It's ridiculous. It's too many. We we have discussed that. I mean, I, I'm fine with 150 games. Uh, but uh, it, it's okay. The the designated hitter getting rid of pitchers hitting baseballs. Since they are talking about that with the collective bargaining agreement that's coming up, which they have to ratify before the next season, doesn't that make it the best time to, instead of bouncing around different arenas, coliseums, whatever you want to call these places, uh, isn't that the perfect time to start doing the World Series at a at a uh, at a one single site? Yet you you play in the same stinking stadium every time. That way, okay. It, if we are going to change the rules about pitchers hitting, do this at the same time so that both teams have zero advantage because it is an advantage you going to your own stadium just just uh, just ask the Boston Red Sox that big green wall that big green wall does a hell of a lot of damage to to a lot of teams so I I, I don't know I just I think that that's a I think that's where it's got to go um, but we'll see. I only had one more thing to talk about. No, I'm just going to do this really quick. Then AACP uh, wrote a letter to every professional sports organization stating that they no longer want teams represented in the state of Texas. Uh, due to the abortion ban, restrictive voting rights, and lack of mask mandates. Uh, The nine professional teams in the state of Texas that were written to were the Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks, San Antonio Spurs, Houston Astros, Texas Rangers, Dallas Stars and the Dallas Wings in the WNBA that I don't think has ever had more than 15 people go to a game at, but that's a different story. Anyways, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to give a little editorial here and you guys can respond afterwards and then we'll go. Um, I have the same issue with this that I had with Nike pressing Washington Redskins to change their name. And that's that companies, organizations need to stay out of sports. Um, You may not like the way that a state runs their business. 
that has nothing to do with how a football is passed in a stadium. Um, I, I, I find it very hypocritical that the CEO of the NAACP, Derek Johnson, wrote this letter and the voting restrictions in Colorado are tougher than the voting restrictions here. I, I have, I have a lot of problems with this. Um, we have seen over the past two years now, names being changed, uh, threats of of boycotts due to politicians decisions that have not one fucking thing to do with sports and yes i said fucking and i will leave that in uh i'm can't we just play football can't can't we just play baseball? What, what is the purpose of this? I, I, I don't know what to say. This is uh, the NAACP sent a two-page letter on Thursday officially asking players to not sign with Texas sports teams. I, I'm. I don't know what to say. It's. Uh, I'm sure that will go down real well. I'm sure that will. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure Dak Prescott's going to take that into real good consideration when the Dallas Cowboys are offering him a uh, franchise deal. Yeah. Um, well, seeing as how he doesn't get charged a state income tax here. I, I I don't think that I don't think he's going to have a problem. Um, I I think I'm I think I'm really starting to get upset because this they're trying to create a problem here in Texas, and, and I mean the NAACP that that I I don't know what mask mandates have to do with civil rights don't get on texas now we all we we love our city down there in texas Mm. the food the barbecue barbecue football barbecue so baseball (laughs) astros yeah so my suggestion to Derek johnson would be this um if you don't like the way that we do business here in Texas, you should move to another country. Oh, wait, I know he doesn't live down here. Um, and, and yes, us Texans do believe that this is a different country down here. Um, we, we sure as shit don't get our salsa from New York City. On that note, I don't think that there's anything more to talk about there. Um, that, yeah, there's one real, real quick. Yeah. 
Where, where, where was the baseball all-star game supposed to be played this year? Oh, uh, it was supposed to be played in Florida. No, 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 no. It was supposed to be played in Atlanta. Oh, that was in Atlanta. That's Why right. wasn't it played in Atlanta? Uh, something, something to do. It was some political move. It was move. political. Guess yeah. where the World Series is being played tonight? In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Um, Shove it up your freaking ass. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm just. I, I'm just here. I'm. I'm only here so I don't get fined. Uh yeah. It, it's uh I've I've already done my screaming. I I'm I'm off of my soapbox. Man, there was something else that was in my head just a <laughs> second ago. The Browns. Um, the Browns the Browns will the Browns will pull off their win this weekend. Anyways. On that note, is there anything else from you guys? No. We're we're about nineteen minutes over, so if you're uh, if you're if you're in the area and you love high school football or you just want to hear my voice tonight at seven o'clock on Q92 radiosports.com, a playoff matchup between Green and Marion Harding. Uh, the seven seed takes on the 10 seed. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I can't wait for it. Listen to me on play by play call with my partner, Mitch Bala. Q92 radiosports.com Green versus Marion Harding. And if you guys don't want to listen to it on a radio, you can just drive by his house and listen to him yell and scream at his brother all day. On that note, I'm out of here. Have a good night, guys. On behalf of Mr. Oshimaida, Burley Gunner, as well as myself, we'd like to say thank you for listening to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Please go to clevelandsportsfan.com to link up to our podcast or our YouTube channel. To join our Patreon page, go to www.patreon.com backslash Cleveland Sports Fan. You can find full-length videos of everything that we record there. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Cleveland Sports Fan. And on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at TheClevelandFA1. Twitter will be at Burley Gunner. And don't worry, you will never get a hold of Bob. I don't even know what Twitter is. Once again, thank you for listening. Be kind to each other. Support your military and veterans. And have a fine, fine Cleveland day. Wait. Wait.